Welcome to the Drawlin' Podcast. We're a bunch of people from Philly that use this space to have candid conversations about relationships, black culture, sports, and whatever else we feel like discussing. We appreciate you joining us. Now let's get it cracking. So episode 25, we're just going to pick it up like we never even left off. We got Reese here, we got Ant here. That's all we need, I guess. Yep. And a tribute to sports, that's the Ben Simmons episode. My favorite. Oh, yeah, see? <laughs> My favorite uh, player right now, LaShawn McCoy, he was 25. Shady was 25. Uh... Forget all the other 25s. They're not for, they not. They ain't play for Philly. They're not matter. for Philly, so it don't even matter. It don't even matter. So what's up, bro? So much has happened since we last recorded, bro. Yeah. I had a had a. You know what I'm saying? Sage came, and then Kobe passed, and then Corona. <laughs> and, and a little bit more in between that. But yeah. yeah. But I mean, Corona just changed the game, bro. I ain't, Nobody alive ever seen anything like this. The whole world shut down. No, it was a couple people. I saw a couple hundred year olds that lived through the Spanish flu. <laughs> Spanish flu and uh, remember swine flu for like ten minutes. Bro, that did not shut the world down, bro. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It shut my world down. I was sick that week. Oh, you had it. Swine flu. You had swine. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I did. Damn. Yeah, I was in bed dying. Damn. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this corona thing is, uh, it's a little crazy right now. Absolutely. How you feeling about it? I mean, I haven't been, I haven't been, like, personally affected in terms of me, Bree, and my kids or anything like that. But she did have a family member that called it, um, but they, they were able to recover. Mm. So I'm just blessed and happy, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Financially, we haven't been affected at all. Yeah. Um, so I'm just blessed and happy. The hardest thing has been dealing with school. You know what I'm saying? That's been the hardest thing. It's, it's Harlem, having them out of school and not being able to, like, <laughs> this sounds facetious, but, you know, enjoy my my parental leave. I had parental leave for three months. With Harlem being home, I had things that I wanted to do while I'm parental leave, but with him being home, everything shifted. Corona stopped, literally stopped everything. So yeah. everything shifted to managing him being in school distance learning and that's not right. easy you know what I'm saying like he's five years old he's in kinder so having him distance learning is not the same as having somebody that's a little older like maybe a high schooler mm-hmm. she will be able to handle that um, but a five year old handling that has not been easy but he's, he's been a champ about it that's been the hardest thing dealing with our kids how about how about uh, y'all being in school so I mean I'm I'm already online with Temple, so it didn't bother me at all. You know what I'm right, saying? Like right, right, right. like uh we was we were uh yeah, I, I didn't get out of class until like the middle of March. And um so we were talking about we were in a global business strategy course, which is interesting because we were in the early phases of corona and we were like, How would businesses respond to this? Like, how would they how should they maneuver in this global environment where the airlines may be shut down? This is before they got shut down, like maybe shut down and things like that. And um, we had some like <clears throat> doctors in our course, because this is a master's course, people all ages. So we got 
like surgeons and doctors that legitimately do this every every day, not necessarily deal with contagions like this, but they deal with like influenza and things like that. And they was like, you know, hopefully when it gets warmer outside, everything will calm down because it'll maybe it'll ebb and flow like influenza. Mm-hmm. Not at all. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same. But it's still cold in New York and some other place because I think Bree told me New York had snow today or something like that. But still, it's like it's not the same. Yeah, I was talking about global colding. I mean, global warming. This shit is global colding now. <laughs> yeah. But for Bree, as a, she teaches online for San Jose State University in California, some of her students were heavily impacted. And so, yeah, she definitely has some um, impact as a professor. As a TA for UT, she didn't really, it didn't really affect her at all. But as a professor, yeah, man, she had to deal with the students. Students emailing her like, yeah, I've been affected in this way, that way. My family did this, that. I lost this, lost that. You know what I'm saying? Like, she mm-hmm. had to make accommodations for those students. And it's real. Some professors out here being assholes, they're not, every professor is not, they don't care to say. You know what I'm saying? Some people really don't give a shit about what you got going on. The assignment is the assignment. That's how yeah. some people are. And it's, it's wild. You think that's wrong? The assignment is the assignment? Yeah. Regardless of circumstances? Because I saw something I saw something on Twitter. This girl was saying she asked for some time off because I think one of her parents had passed away from Corona. She asked for uh, like an extension on the paper. And the professor was like, basically, you had ample time. Like, you knew about this for X amount of time. I can't make an extension for you. So do you think that's... I mean, it's, I mean clearly, it's kind of inconsiderate, but is it wrong? So, I mean, that's a tough question. I would say that, like, there's professors that ramped up stuff since going online because they're trying to overcompensate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, we're in class. They teach classes a certain way, but now that it's online, they want to overcompensate and act like people don't got other things going on. This class wasn't designed to be online. And the reason why I went online is because there's a worldwide epidemic. So why are you overcompensating by making your students do a million things that you wouldn't have them do otherwise? So that's what mm-hmm. I think is unfair and inconsiderate if if an assignment was due like let's say you assigned assignment in january and then come april they're like oh you know what i'm saying um i need more time yeah i could see a professor being like i don't know man you had a lot of time to do this mm-hmm. but at the same time if somebody family members affected by covid19 like my dad was affected by something while i was in school and you can't concentrate like like mental stuff like mentally you cannot i could not concentrate at work I could not concentrate at school when my dad was going through what he was going through. That shit, so I, I get both sides. I get it as a student and as a professional. Like, what you think? You think it's unfair or no? Um, I, I don't think it's unfair. I mean, it's tough because, you know, everybody goes through different things. But you still, like, certain things you just got to sounds insensitive but you just got to deal with it mm-hmm. like life happens and unfortunate things happen but life also kind of moves on and you can't like you can't jump off the wagon like you still got to do what you got to do yeah so i don't know it's the only difference is that when you're when you're a professional like all right like me you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. 
if I have if I have something going on personally that I need to take care of, I could take PTO from work at any time. Like that's just my job. I can't speak for everybody's job. Some people gotta put it in ahead of time. But for me, I can wake up and be like, I'm good. I'm not going to work today and take PTO because of mental health or uh, my son or my daughter or my wife. If I need to do something, I can just take off. But at school, when you're talking about students, they're not treated that way. They can't like. Even though you're a student and that's your job full time, students still have work. Students still have other things in their life that's going on. And as professionals, we can take off and accommodate for it. As students, sometimes they're not given that same latitude. It's like you got to do this assignment regardless of what's going on in your life. Yeah. I don't know. Um, this whole epidemic. Uh, while unfortunate for most, to be kind of honest, it's been a blessing for me, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, most people, I don't think most people on here or who listen to this know what I do, but um, you know I work in a hospital. So, you know, uh, we write on the front line and... Uh, to be honest, this thing has uh, gave me more opportunity to work and make more money. So mm-hmm. it's not so bad over here. I got a couple raises from it. Um, hopefully, I don't have it. I'm not. I don't know. To be honest, it's probably just laying dormant in me because we're getting patients every day and staff is getting infected. Blah blah blah. But. How do they test y'all? They give y'all like a thermometer or something? Uh, you talking about testing for symptoms? Yeah, like when y'all go into work, do they like give so, y'all a, a temperature test or anything like yeah, that? They give, yeah, they give us a temperature check uh, test, but, you know, so most people don't even have symptoms, right? Yeah. So I don't even know how effective that is. They, they, tell, they, check, they check everybody's temperature at the door or whatever. We each get a mask for the shift, which is not, not very, uh, it's not standard PPE precautions, but you got to do what you got to do because everywhere has a shortage and go about your day. And we had tests for real quick, real quick. What is, what is the standard PPE precautions for those that don't know? Uh, so (laughs) when this thing first jumped off, we some doctors there were like, keeping the same gloves on going to different patients just sanitizing their gloves that's not a thing like you change your gloves each time you go to a different patient for these little surgical masks that everybody is wearing they're not they're like single use masks mind you those masks aren't stopping anything like if somebody has corona and they cough and you're wearing that mask you're not safe like you're gonna get sick those masks are just stopping you from um Uh, it's not stopping you from airborne uh, diseases or viruses Um, so they're they're supposed to be single use but we're so low that we got to use one per shift Um, the N95s are the ones that are for um, specifically for corona or any airborne disease but 
the N95s that we have, I know the one that I have, don't even fit my face. Like, you got to get fitted for those masks. Mm-hmm. And you're, tech, you're not supposed to, like, smell anything. Like, if you're wearing that mask, you can't, you're not supposed to smell anything. Like, shit is hard to breathe in. But I can smell it. Like, if, like, if one of my patients take a shit, I can smell a shit. I can smell it through that N95. <laughs> so I know damn well that if, uh, if I could smell anything, then that mask probably isn't, you know, working at its best. But we have a lot of precautions regarding how we treat these corona patients. It's pretty sad, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Until we could find, like, a, a cure or a vaccine, I don't think there's much that we can do to prevent it or stuff like that. So. Yeah. Shout out to all the frontline workers such as yourself man that's helping people out taking care of people in this time man cause that's it's tough it's wild it's tough I mean the only thing is I, I try to tell myself like just don't be like scared don't don't add more stress to yourself because that just weaken your immune system you start overthinking shit and then that's how people get sick Mm -hmm. I think so you know you go in there do what you gotta do and you know stay prayed up and hopefully you don't get it yeah um but yeah at my hospital it started off real slow like they told us that we wouldn't get that many patients but it's been it's been growing and people have been dying so and with these corona patients, there are certain CPR things that you can't do. You can't? No, you can't. Um, like reset, like like the one, two, three, blow in the nose, I mean, mouth type, John? You talking about that? Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> that's kind of outdated. Nobody blows in, in mouths anymore. They use a bag. But, yeah, we're not allowed to bag these patients anymore. So like, it's basically anybody CP- got DNR, basically? It's kind of like that, yeah. You got like, depending on the doctor, uh, you probably got about 10 minutes. And if they don't survive in those 10 minutes, because, um, so when a cold happens, like if, if somebody is not breathing or their heart stops or whatever, we call it a cold. So everybody goes to the cold, nurses, doctors, um, respiratory therapists, like any, any of the staff goes to the room just and each person has like a role that they do so if if these patients aren't better in these in like 10 to 15 minutes you call it because at that point you're just exposing yourself to especially if they got corona you you uh you're exposing everybody in that room to coronavirus wow so yeah people are dying man it's, it's pretty sad to see. But at this point, I think I've kind of become numb to death, kind of. Mm-hmm. I like guess, like, at this point, it's like it's a part of life. It is. And when you work in that field, I can kind of see that happening. Like, like you, you deal with patients that may or may not survive on a day-to-day basis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. 
it's tough. I had four patients die on Sunday, this past Sunday. So, and that was the most I've ever had. So yeah, I mean honestly, it makes it makes us appreciate. Like for me, it just makes me well. I always appreciated nurses and doctors and stuff like that, but mm. also teachers. Like <laughs> having to be home and educate my kid by myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it's not easy. It's really not. And so like my mom's a teacher, so I always felt like they were underpaid. But now it's like I feel like hopefully all these all these essential workers such as teachers and, and and you guys that are literally front line hopefully after this is all said and done y'all get paid which y'all should be getting paid I, I don't know what the salary of a nurse or a doctor or anybody yeah well doctors i know they make a, a lot of money but i don't know what the what the uh salary range is but i hope that y'all are are, are uh paid fairly for what y'all do you know what i'm saying yeah, like i really keep shit people alive and Y'all can't take off, bro. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not like like people are out of work. Y'all can't be out of work. Otherwise, the whole everybody dies. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. So, like I said, I got two raises since this whole Corona thing started. And uh, to be honest, it's still not enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> I need more. But um, I'll tell you off off mic how much. Uh, a couple of these places are offering like I turned down a place I turned down a place I'll get into that later I don't even want to talk about numbers really but I was real tempted to go to New York for like 12 to 16 weeks yeah um but I turned it down because I couldn't I didn't want to leave my job even though the money that I would have made in those 16 weeks in New York would have passed my salary now mm-hmm um, I, I didn't, I didn't feel right leaving my job after only a year just to go do that. Yeah. Especially with everything that's going on in New York. Like, that's really a hot spot out there. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, like I said, I'll tell you some numbers off, uh, off mic, but it's, 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 it's very lucrative down here. <laughs> <laughs> in DC, in that DC DMV area. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Not not particularly at my place, but uh, yeah, I got some offers and it's it's uh, it's looking like I'm about to work six days a week. I work three at my job and three somewhere else. Oh, you about to be? Come on, you got to sleep, dog. <laughs> nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sleep after all this is over. <laughs> After this is over. Yeah, I plan on taking a two like a two month vacation, like around the time this should be over. Um, what time do you think it should be over? <sighs> to be honest, I'm, I'm thinking early next year. You said a two month vacation? Yeah. Jeez, bro. I'm thinking early next year. Um, I'm hoping for the end of summer. Mm-hmm. But who knows, man? I stopped watching the news. I stopped keeping up with it because it's just like they're not telling us anything new. So I mean, we'll just see what happens. I mean, you, yeah, you, you, you have insight into that. Like you know what it's like out here. I, I really don't know. I have I don't watch it. I read it. Mm-hmm. 
I think I mentioned that before. Uh, again, because like, all right. So this is quick aside. Ahmad Arbery. Yeah, I watched yeah, that. Yeah. I watched that, and it reminded me. Stop watching it. Just read it, bro. Cause it's like I don't want to watch that, man. It's it, it's not good for your mental. But uh, yeah. I mean, I think it could be like me thinking optimistically if we had leadership that didn't handle it the way they handled it I think it could have been way less deaths than what we have currently and are projected to have like everything is this it's crazy that America everything is run by by money that's literally it all the decision making that's happening is because of money and it's not just money it's also political lines you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like uh, it's, it's wild man it's wild because the twelve hundred dollars that they sent to people, that helped. It absolutely helped. Helped who? But it's a one-time thing. It doesn't. It's not gonna like twelve hundred dollars ain't gonna last you, but so long, and you got a whole family or whatever. Like, that's not that's not enough to. Well, you got thirty-something million Americans unemployed. In San Antonio, I was told it's it's twenty-seven percent unemployment rate. That means I walk outside, every fourth person I see is unemployed. That's wild. Um. Yeah, that's that's. I don't, I don't know how they're gonna. I think it's gonna be like this this big reset on the economy. We'll get into that probably another podcast. Yeah. I think you and I got to talk about that off off. Off. Um, oh, bet yeah, absolutely. But um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of changes. Yeah. With the economy soon, so. You pick up any new, uh, you get productive at all during this quarantine? Pick up any new hobbies? Yeah, I've been grilling steaks like every Friday. Bro, you've been, yeah. you've been doing that before the quarantine. <laughs> 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 nah, but like, like, it's just like, them shits is delicious now. Like, they were delicious before the quarantine, but them, them shits like really, really delicious now, though. Like, for real, I've been getting the prime. I made some prime ribeye yesterday. Mm. Off the chain, bro. Off the chain, dog. Super soft, tender, juicy. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, off the chain. I mean, I smoked some pork ribs, too, and I've been thinking about what you kept saying, so Come I'm on, like, man. I know, bro. No swine when I die. No swine. No pork on my fork. <laughs> I'm thinking about it, man. I'm thinking about, uh, I don't know about bacon, but I'm thinking about trying to go back to beef. Beef ribs are delicious. They are. You gotta. I want to start braising them though, cause I I saw some people like braise them in like a red wine, the beef ribs, mm-hmm. and I want to do that. I mean, my, the beef ribs I made, they were still soft and juicy and everything like that. I just want to try that a uh, different method. So, I probably go back to beef ribs. But uh, no, I mean honestly, man, because I had because of sage, I haven't really had any time to pick up anything besides, um, you know, what I'm saying getting to know her and, and her. Uh, she's hilarious, man. She is really funny. <laughs> Um, I be seeing her face as she be making that her big brother. Dog. She is so funny. But it's, I mean, I think when she get older, she gonna have to sock him because he always in her oh, face. No, it's always in her face. <laughs> it's coming for sure. Yeah. He love her though. I mean, that's the be- I mean, that's that's what you want. You don't. No, I didn't. 
when he when she first came, he had to get used to her getting all the attention. But now I think that he's older. He she's been here for a little bit. I think he understands like why. Like she's a baby, she needs it, and so he's cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying he's he's cool and he loves her to death, man. He's always talking plus about. He, it. And plus, he's giving her all that attention too. So. He really is, man. It's it's cute because he's like, oh, Sage, you're so beautiful. You're the most beautiful girl in the world. He be saying that to her, and stuff like that. So. Meanwhile, at that age, I was probably like, man, this little ugly little sister. (laughs) (laughs) But that's dope, though. Have you had any new hobbies besides buying shoes? Nah, I bought about five pair. I got a box here waiting for me. You ain't open open it? it. I ain't open it yet. Oh, my gosh. Nah, I haven't opened it yet. Um, I've been checking. You going to sell it or you going to wear it? I'm going to hold on to these for like two years to see what the price does. Um, they're not my size, so I can't even wear them if I wanted to. What size are they? They're a 10. Wow. So, How much you think yeah. you're going to be able to resell it for, like optimistically? Well, right now they're 300 I bought them for 170 That's just, it's not worth it to sell it. Plus the fees that they're going to take out, at least $20, $30. So I'm going to hold on to them. Hopefully they go up to probably like four, four fifty. Um, what they call and I'm not in. A, I'm not in a. I'm not thir- thirsty for money right now. I'm good. So, what are, no point in me selling them. What are they called though? They Jordan ones. Oh. Come on, man. You already know how to. <laughs> well, you also sent some Air Force Twos. I'm like. Oh yeah, I got. I got I'm waiting for those in the mail. They oh, were supposed okay. to come today. So, the UPS is playing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I ain't pick up no hobbies. I mean. I saved a lot of money because I ain't been going out with no girls. But you um, weren't buying then anyway. From what you was telling us, they was buying. That's not what I said. It <laughs> is what you said. <laughs> I was buying, but they were buying too. Okay. But I haven't been going out, so I've been saving money that way. Yeah. Other than that. I try cooking, but that ain't my thing, so I'm cool. <laughs> so what do you do for food? Pick up? Uh, Oodles and noodles? My job has been uh, serving us free food since the pandemic. Oh, what? So it's a, it's a 50-50 chance that I get a decent meal at work. Mm. Um, and yeah, I've been... You know, I make something every now and then. Um, but other than that, it's been Frosted Flakes. <laughs> keep, the, keep the Frosted Flakes on that. Bro, I'm going to send you some recipes, dog. All you had to do was ask, nah, bro. Nah, nah, nah. I'm you, can't good. Be, you can't be out here eating Frosted Flakes for dinner, dog. We got a grill. We got a grill at my, uh, my apartment complex, and some cappers was out there having a capper party. I wanted to go over there, like, yo. Let me get a burger or something, but I ain't know the niggas. <laughs> yeah, so how's DC doing the, uh, the social distancing quarantine? Like they not it's it's not enforced as bad as much as uh, earlier or something? I don't know. I, from from what I see, the roads are clear, so I'm assuming that um, people are home. They they have stay at home orders. I know Virginia had a stay at home order. Yeah, until June. 
Yeah. 10th. So, but I haven't been to Virginia. I had no reason to go to Virginia. If everything's closed in Virginia, I ain't got no point of going out there. Um, My uncle was telling me that, I don't know if this is still the case, but he was saying in Delaware, they stopping you at the border. Like, what do you want? <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> I can't come in. I'm like, damn. They gave us like some uh, essential worker paper uh, for my job. Like, if we get pulled over, but man, these cops are taking a break too. I ain't trying Bro, to. Bro, you know how I drive. You know how I drive. Bro, I drive even faster, bro. I Like, the cops is nowhere to be found, bro. Yeah. At least where I'm Nobody bro. on these roads. <laughs> nobody, bro. Nobody. I'm happy too. I don't, I don't want to see them. But yeah, I was asking because uh, the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, she out here rolling up on people. Like, I'll find you $3,000 if I catch you. And she rolling through neighborhoods. <laughs> <laughs> she funny, dog. They be having all these memes about her. I'm just she, here. <laughs> oh, she funny, dog. She dressed like a she dressed like an uncle. That's that's the that's the crazy thing about it is that she dressed like somebody uncle at the barbecue. She just be having these weird-ass outfits on. She cool, though. Yeah. Um, what you been watching on TV? Since so, you got all this time at home, <laughs> uh, I watched the uh, Bree been having me watch uh, Bar Rescue. Uh-huh. It's this dude John Taffer. He just go around yelling Trying at everybody, and saving people bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, be yeah. yelling at everybody. Um, <laughs> it's this quote, bro. On this episode, I was dying laughing. And he was like, why is your bar trash? And then the, the owner of the restaurant responded to him. He said, I'm an eagle. How do you expect me to fly around all these turkeys? Dog. <laughs> what? I was, I was dying, dog. And John went off on him. But he also had Marshawn Lynch on there. Marshawn Lynch, is, he got a restaurant named after uh, one of his high school friends that passed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, it was funny. It was kind of funny because John Taffer was like, yeah, you want to tell me about, tell me more about your, your friend that died? And Marshawn looked him dead in the face and was like, nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Marshawn is the realest, man. He's so real. And John was like, okay. He just kept it moving, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, like, as part of the stuff, John will, like, um, he'll, like, renovate the restaurant and try to make it better. And he, Marshawn, the name of his restaurant is after his friend. So on like outside, he had like this little, you know, like thing that they put like a overhang type John. Mm-hmm. And it had his friend's name on there. And, and, and John Taffer redid it. And uh, he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, so what do you think? And all the family is like hyper about it. Marshawn, you can see it in his face. He was not feeling that shit. So John didn't really want to. He didn't really want to approach him like, oh, what do you think about the new... He was like, just give me a minute and look on the inside. And he did a good job with it. And Marshawn was happy, but Marshawn's family is crazy, bro. You got to watch You gotta watch that shit, uh, Bar Rescue, just seeing Marshawn's family. I catch it every now and then in the patient's room. But yeah. other than that, I haven't seen much of it. Nah, it's funny. But I've been watching that and then um, The Jordan Rules, which come on tomorrow. The Jordan, the Jordan rules, not the Jordan. But shit, that's basically what it is. But uh, the last dance, the last dance, <laughs> it's basically the Jordan rules. This nigga, Jordan's on a, he's just something else, man. Yeah, 
no, this is, the, this is probably the best doc I've ever seen. And maybe I'm a little biased because I'm, like, hooked on the NBA. Yeah. But this is the greatest shit I've ever seen. He petty, dog. Nah, he's the best. No, he petty. He is petty. Like every- <laughs> he, he's still mad at Isaiah 30 years later. He mad at Horace Green. He mad at anybody. They said the next episode, they said if Horace had a bad game, he would take he, food off his plate. He would what tell kind him, of shit is that, bro? He would tell the stewardess, don't serve him. He his plate like shit. He don't eat. I'm like, what? First of all, ain't no grown nigga about to tell me I can't eat. Exactly, dog. But Jordan is that dude, man. I bet you Horace ain't eat. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, Shannon Sharp was talking to him. I don't know if you was watching Undisputed, but I was watching. I was listening to the podcast. Shannon Sharp uh, had said Horace called him. Talk to him about it. He said there's a lot of stuff that he told Shannon. And Shannon was like, look, I'm going to have to have you on the show as soon as quarantine is over. Because he was like, he didn't even feel comfortable repeating some of the stuff that Horace Grant told him. Oh, so now Horace got a bunch of shit to say. Yo, Horace looked like a whole ass football player right now, too. That motherfucker so biggest shit, dog. Mike, <laughs> yo, that motherfucker biggest shit now, dog. Mike was whipping teammates' ass. I'm convinced Mike never lost a fight in his life. <laughs> The way they the way they talk about him on this documentary, this dude is Jesus on the court. Bro, he it's his documentary. He put this shit together. He cut it that way. Jordan is the greatest man. Bro, Shannon Sharp was like, Shannon Sharp was like, if Jordan did that to me, one of us got to get our ass beat. He said, I'm fighting him, but one of us got to get our ass beat. And you know, Skip Bayless who. Man, he loves everything Jordan. He was like, I feel like Jordan will beat your ass is basically what he told Shannon Sharp. <laughs> I'm with him. I don't think so, bro. I think Shannon got him on that one, bro. I think Shannon got him. Shannon country strong, too. They both from the South, so. Yeah. That's Might be a nice little fight. That is the truth about Jordan. He is from North Carolina. I be forgetting about that. Yeah, I love this Jordan doc, uh, especially the, the Rodman episode. Dog. Yeah, Rodman episode was good. Rodman episode was good. This man taking breaks in the middle of the season. Talk about I need a vacation. Bro. And he out here sleeping with all the hoes. The crazy thing is that Dennis Rodman, like, what he did back in the, the 90s is yeah. the same shit everybody dressing like that. Yeah. 20 years later, dog. Like, it's yeah. like he was way ahead of his time in terms of, like, his fashion. I ain't gonna Absolutely. talk like and outside of the dress. Outside of the dress, everything else he did, everybody doing that right now. I mean, but even the dress didn't Young yeah, Thug? Yeah, they still wearing yeah, dresses. Young Thug had a dress or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had the thirty threes in his head for when Scotty came back. I was like, that's fucking tight, y'all. I like that because I thought yeah. it was cheetah print the whole time. I Me didn't too. know it was thirty three. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, he was like, oh, it's thirty three for for Pip. I was like, man, that's what's up. They doing? He did. Jordan did Pip dirty. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. How? What do you mean, how? What, saying that he was selfish? Yeah, Jordan making 30-something million dollars, Pippen making one or whatever it was for that Jordan, season. Jordan didn't make his 30 mil until, like, his 13th season. No, that was... That's the, money that he was owed. That from, was 94. Bro, bro Jordan... They, I saw something that said that Scotty was only like 10 mil in career earnings lower than, than Mike. 
That's that is something. That's because he, he went to Portland and Houston, though. Bro, that, I'm with Mike, yo. That was selfish. The, the nigga told him, like, yo, Steve Kerr's you signed this contract. Yeah, he did tell him You signed this contract. Don't come back to me with nothing else. You he, signed the contract. He did. He did. He did. They it's, told him not to sign it in the beginning. I'm not. And then you leave You leave your teammates hanging. Like, it's, I understand you got an issue with the, the organization, but nah, you don't. I don't think you do that to your teammates. Not the dudes you was out there winning with, playing with next to every day. Man, I don't know. I mean, on, on, like, I, you know, football is the sport that I fell in love with before basketball. So for me, you know, football, the contract is, is just a piece of paper. They get rid of that shit in a heartbeat. Scotty was way too vital. I feel like he was underpaid, but he did. He, you're right. He did sign the contract. He did sign the contract. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I he wanted his security in 91, and then by the time 96, 97 came, now you're mad at the contract that you signed. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would I mean, Steve, I can't say I wouldn't have done the same thing. But Steve Kerr is making more right. money than him, though. Steve Kerr, bro. Hey, man. Get a better agent. <laughs> True. <laughs> what, that, what that got to do with Steve Kerr? <laughs> That's crazy. He was like he was like legit the second best player in the NBA, or one of the second. You you yeah. you uh disrespect their uh Pip too though. Talk I was wrong. I told you, bro. I was like, yo, he nice, dog. I was wrong. But yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. But I do like that Jordan said there will be. He said whenever somebody mentions my name, I want them to mention Pip too. Like I do like that he said that, and that yeah. was like the first episode or two. But that was respect because. He he did not win without without Pippen. You know what I'm he Pippen really, he didn't win without him either. Vice versa. Yeah, but Pip Jordan is Batman. So <laughs> so Jordan is Batman and Robin. No, Pip Robin, bro. No, Pip is Alfred. <laughs> Put some respect on that man name, dog. I just think that highly of Jordan, to be honest. No, he is good though. I had to block somebody. Um from my phone, some some one of my young boys, he's like 23, and he just keeps saying that Mike ain't the GOAT. I'm like, bro, these niggas is giving you history on TV, and you just, <laughs> you, you're just completely ignoring it. Yeah. But, and the thing is, he can't even tell me who his GOAT is. So, like, if you say Kobe, Kobe is on the dock saying how he got everything from Mike. Yeah. You can't, I don't... I mean, I'm not putting Brown in this conversation. Brown is probably top five all time, but this nigga is three and six in the finals. Yeah. And then when they said Mike, Mike won Defensive Player, All Star Game MVP, MVP, all in one season. Yep. Ah, bro. I mean, Mike is the goat. You, but uh, all right. So rings, you can't say like I feel like you can't necessarily argue rings in terms of being goat because it all falls back to Bill Russell. Well, all his shit. It was three teams in the league. It was not three teams in the league. It was less teams in the league, but it was not three teams in the league, bro. <laughs> it was three teams in the league. He did have this like... Nigga was, he this like nigga six was 6'9". Six exactly. This nigga was 6'9". Will was in the league, uh, though. Will was seven foot. Yeah. Those, okay, yeah. Okay, he had Wilt to go against. But he was 6'9", 
Everybody else was like 5'10". Your power forwards are probably like 6'2". And all white dudes. Like, these niggas couldn't play. <laughs> and they had to go back to their regular jobs in the morning. That's true. Man, that's true. So, I don't know, man. For me, I think I told you, I like I like Dr. J and I like Oscar. Like, I'm not... Yeah, like I, I like them. I just, I just respect what they did. 100%. I respect everybody before that, but... Mike changed the game, man. He did. Uh, culturally, he really did, especially with the with yeah. the sneakers, bro. It's like yeah, and that's crazy. He didn't even want to go with Nike. He wanted to go with Adidas. Was it Adidas? Yeah, it was, yeah, Adidas. It was Adidas. He didn't even want to go with Nike. Thank God, man. Bro, we should start a sneaker company. No, I'm. I'm I got a Nike tattoo. I can't do that. Yes, you can. Cover that shit up. But whatever I'm, we I'm just, <laughs> No, I'm signed. I'm signed to Nike. No, we can start. We should start. We should be the new Nike, bro. I got money invested in Nike. So, that's cool. Kanye, uh, I just read Kanye's uh, a billionaire now. Uh, no, it's, it's 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 not that simple. I don't think it's his company is worth a billion, but he ain't, he ain't got a billion liquid. I don't know, man. I mean, I shouldn't be talking about his pockets because I ain't got shit. No, no, you shouldn't. I wouldn't say that because he. He was arguing back and forth for Forbes about putting him on that list. He was hot that he wasn't on the list. So he wants people to be talking about his pockets, especially in this corona time when everybody struggling, 30-something million Americans is fucking jobless, and this nigga arguing to be on the billionaire list. Like, that's the most important thing right now. But, of course, it's Kanye who's self-centered. Narcissistic. Absolutely. He's the definition. They should put put his picture next to that shit for real. For real. Because he is the (laughs) ultimate narcissist. Well, him and... Him and Trump and ultimate narcissist, dog. It's crazy. That's why they like each other. Yep. He said his hat makes him feel like a Superman cape. Come on, man. That's what he said. I'm going to quote this man. That's what he said, dog. Please, please, please. That's what he said. (laughs) But yeah, he's supposed to be a billionaire. And I'm like, all right, well, if he can do it, shit. With his ugly ass sneakers, Tone could come up with something nice. I was going, I was going to ask you about six nine, but I don't even think I want to talk about that. You know, I don't pay attention to that shit. All I know is that he's supposed to have had like a million people look at his shit. He just got out of jail. Two mil. Two mil. Two million people yeah. look at his shit. Two million. Who's looking yeah. at it though? That's the crazy thing. Like, is it black two people? Two two million kids. It has to be. Like I'm like. Are black people looking at this man? I think it's a little bit of both. Two million people is a lot of people. Bro. It is a lot of people. It is a lot of people. Like, I was just in uh, Jill Scott, before you called me, Jill Scott and Erica Badu's versus battle. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, 750,000 in there, so. Brie watching it right now? Or, I don't know if it's on or off now, but she was watching it. Shit is fire. Jill's amazing. When we was in Brooklyn for Afropunk. She was there. Killed it. Shout out to Jill because she's from Philly, but she's not messing with Erica. I mean, (laughs) Jill Scott stands on her own, bro. She good, bro. She straight. She cool. She is. She really good. Because Erica's first, for me, is Mama's Gun and then, was it Baduism? Baduism. Yeah, but I didn't really, 
I, I didn't really care for too much after that. Hmm. I don't know if you feel that way, but I, you know. Um, I think Baduism is probably her best album to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Mama's Gun was cool. Um, but I like, dang, what was her late album? Uh, New America. I didn't catch the whole thing. I like New America. See, if it ain't John Legend, because like his... Oh my gosh. Yo, hold on now. His discography, bro, all his albums, consistent. Except for Evolver. That shit was a... That's a throwaway. Everything else is fucking flames. Everything else was flames except for Evolver. Here we go with this John Legend shit. That's That's my man. That's my man. He's consistent. You been getting in any uh, into any new music? So yeah, I listen to um, Brianna hates this dude because she feels like I listen to him too much. But she does like his voice. His name is Aaron Ray, and mm-hmm. he's good. I like him a lot. Um, Mahalia, Mahalia has a new like EP. It's like three songs long. I don't like the third song, but the first two I like. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Um, I don't know, man. I just it's just like. When I be listening to title, whoever comes up on like the R and B type shit, I'll listen to him. I'll check him out because I like R and B more than well. I don't know if I like R and B more than hip hop, but I listen to him more because of the cursing. Yeah, I think I like I like R and B way more than hip hop. Mm-hmm. Way more. I think it's Maybe because a- I'm always in my feelings. <laughs> it depends on the artist for me. Like, like I was listening to uh, J Cole's album for Whom the Bell Tolls. No, that's the, that's the name of the song. What's the that's album? the song. Yeah, that's the, the first song. Yeah, what's the name of the album? Uh, for your eyes. For your eyes only. I was listening to that album uh, this morning. I was like, this shit is flames. Like the whole album is flames from front to back. And you so, think so? I do. I, I had to go back and listen to it because when I first came out, I was used to Born Center J Cole, not grown ass man J Cole because he evolves through his music mm-hmm. from from you know young teenager out of Fayetteville to grown ass man now he's on his grown ass man shit with, with his latest shit and for whom the bell no, for whom the bell told <laughs> for your eyes only is the beginning of that in my opinion of his grown man shit cause he's talking about you know his daughter and all that shit like just different shit you know what I'm saying now um I like that that album is flames that's probably my least favorite J. Cole album bro when, you gotta listen to it again bro I'm gonna I'm I'm listen to it again. I like it, but it was like, it was kind of slow for me. My least favorite is his first. I don't like that. Uh, Friday Night Lights? Uh, no, not his mixtape, bro. Like the first uh, Dollar. What's, what's the first one? Dollar in the Dream? Cold, no. Si- a cold, cold Story. World, yeah. Cold Whatever that shit is. I don't like cold that. Cold World. Silent Story. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mess with that one too much. But everything late, everything after that. I mean, Born Center is fire. I like Born Center too. Yeah. Him. But no, no, it was like Forest Hills Drive to me. That joint is nice. Yeah. That joint is nice. But you, you listen to new shit? Division album. I've been meaning to catch that dog. That's that's me. Cause Bree told me about it, and I think somebody else. Maybe it was you. Somebody else mentioned me and mentioned it to me, and I forgot to listen to it. Vision album is cool. Um, I just downloaded Kalani yesterday. I didn't get to it yet, but download it. 
Shit, fuck you talking about? <laughs> I mean, it's on Apple Music. I just put it in my library. Oh, you don't stream, you download? Well, yeah, same thing, I guess. Oh, okay. I thought you was out here on LimeWire and shit. That's what it sounds no, like. No, 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 man. That's what it sounds like at first. You go to Apple Music and you put it in your library, so you ain't got to, like, search for it or nothing later. You don't fuck with Jay-Z? Yeah, but I'm not paying $10 when I pay 5 for Apple Music. You can pay 5 for a title. Tell them you're a student. Mm, maybe. <laughs> nah, I just started paying 10 They took my student uh, membership away. Yeah, they, they... I don't know. I don't even know if I want to say that because the way my luck be going, as soon as I say something, my <laughs> shit going to get cut off. So I don't, wanna, I don't even want to put that out there. But yeah, I'm paying $5 for Apple Music. Okay. So. Gotta support black, bro. Come on now. They gave more money to the artists. Yeah. They already got money. I'm good. <laughs> Who else? Kaylani. Um, I, I don't think I listened to her uh, her albums at all. I heard tracks of hers, but I don't think I listened to her album. Yeah, I heard it was good, so I'm gonna check that out. But other than that, I listened to a lot of old stuff, especially with these versus battles. I went back and listened to a lot of Babyface and mm-hmm. um, uh, what's his name, Teddy Riley and shit like that. So yeah, I'm mad. That's the one thing about the versus battles. Like, I was mad when I was looking for it, and I mm-hmm. found out the way they spell versus, and I'm like, like, come on, man, just. Just spell the shit the way it's spelled. Like, don't stylize every fucking thing, dog. Because I'm looking for them. What the fuck is that? Like, that's not how you spell. Who fuck stylized verses like that? Stop, man. Just. The same dude that uh, spells Swiss S W I Z Z. Everything don't gotta be stylized, man. Yeah, really? That's just us getting old, bro. I guess so. Yeah, because I thought that shit was whack. Like, come on, man. Fucking. I'm over here mad at everything. <laughs> I'm looking up fucking Babyface versus Teddy Riley, and I see the way that shit spelled. Well, who the fuck did that? And then <laughs> Bree was like, "It's a Swiss beast. Swiss beast. And who else is Swiss and somebody Timberland. else? Timberland. I'm like, these dumbasses. Like, Another nigga who spelled his name wrong. Exactly. But. Like, come on, man. Grown ass. Y'all 50, 40, 50 years old spelling shit like that, man. Stop. Listen, bro. That's how I knew. I, well, that's how I know I'm getting old. I be uh. I'd be quick to do a survey now, like on the CDs. <laughs> Especially if I got bad service. <laughs> You'll be getting the free shit, bro. Damn right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and it's always the ones I'd be like, I do, like, if if a server or something, it's a good server or whatever, they like, oh, can you do the survey for me? I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But if it's bad service, like I had at the, I had at the post office one day. <laughs> I walked up to the, I was next in line. I said, how you doing? And I didn't think she heard me. And she just looking at me. I said it again when I got to the window. And she still ain't say shit. She was just looking at me like, what you want? So I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm going to survey your ass. I'm going to survey your ass. And I can't wait till you circle where I got to <laughs> go, go on a receipt. I'm going to be right on there. <laughs> I, I'll be right at home on that computer. <laughs> Yo, 
I used to be mad at people like, yo, how you got time to do a survey? <laughs> nah, I be having all the time in the world to fill out a fucking survey now. I ain't say shit to her while I was there. I was like, all right, I cannot wait until I get this receipt and I get my ass home. <laughs> yo. She gonna look at me like I like I got two heads or some shit. Like I, 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 I know she heard me the first time. I gave her the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, maybe she didn't hear me. I do be like whispering under this damn mask. <laughs> so I said it again. She's just gonna look at me. Yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, bro. I don't be taking no fucking surveys, dog. But now. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> gotta take them shits. People gotta understand. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. Alright, so you drawing, taking surveys to fuck this shit <laughs> Nah, I ain't drawing. They drawing. <laughs> um, racism. Racism is drawing, bro. Because, mm. uh, and that's, that's still the top of my mind because Bree wanted to do 2.23 miles yesterday for Ahmad, um, Aubrey, but we didn't get a chance to do it. But, um, it's not just him. Like, everybody on quarantine, racism not on quarantine. Facts. Shit does not stop, bro. Um, Rest in peace. Absolutely, RP man. Can't yeah. even. And it's crazy because you know we've been, you know, that happened February twenty third. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it was uh-huh. when Corona had first started. Everybody wasn't on quarantine, but it's when Corona first started. This man going for a jog, bro. They hunt him down, shoot him. And then they didn't get arrested until like two days ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. That, we already know how that's going to turn out. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. It's like New York. They they uh, they uh ticketing people for not wearing masks. Mm. 81% of the people that they that they ticket in is black and Hispanic. 81%. Mm. But they have they have they have pictures of them giving out masks to white people in the park. In the yeah. park, not wearing like racism is not on quarantine. It's not like the, the pictures the pictures of the the white people protesting for what they believe is their right, which is to go to work and things like that. I'm not going to say that they shouldn't be protesting, but what I will say is when we protest for our lives, like. Our lives to do anything, to or mm. our lives to just live, bro. Like, y'all condemn us for that. That's crazy. Like, we just trying to live out here. Mm-hmm. We just trying to jog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, come, my man was just jogging, bro. Kaepernick protested by taking a knee. Big ass, big ass uh, commotion came after that from everybody, including the president. But y'all trying to. Somebody, like, are they upset that somebody died? That's black. Are they gonna Are they gonna be up in arms about that too? Because that's what that's what Kaepernick was protesting for. Like he was protesting about that, like people dying and shit like that. And they, it's wild. So racism. That's the that's what's drawing to me. Like it's it's frustrating, man. Can't do shit being of color in this country. Mm. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace to uh, Mr. Ahmad Aubrey. Um, I don't know if I could do those two point two three miles. <laughs> we just gonna walk. We want by the jog. Yeah, I, I I could walk them. Mm-hmm. I can't do no two. I can't run no two point 
two, three. These lungs ain't got it no more. But <laughs> now, on a serious note, that I mean, like I said, we already know how this is going to turn out. I have no optimism regarding this case. Um, they were saying like the, the the father or something is like in the he was he's a retired police officer or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you already know they're gonna look out for each other. And the I think the DA like a few DAs had to like uh, step down or something for conflict of interest. Yeah. So yeah, it's un- it's unfortunate, man. I don't know. I don't see this getting any better anytime soon. Um, yeah, it, it just sucks. Mm-hmm. So, and the fact that we had to wait, what is it, almost three months now? Yeah, two, three two months. months. Yep. To even know that this happened is, is sick. They probably thought they was, I mean, they probably thought they was going to go scot-free. I mean, they was. Oh, they are. They, they were home chilling. You know what I'm saying? Until, like, literally, like, two days ago when they got arrested. So. Sick world we live in, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Talking about I fear for my life, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And hunting him down. Exactly. Exactly. Um. How you feel about these, this upcoming presidential race um I'm not enthused about it honestly like for me I think that most of the stuff that's happening now politically is because of the presidential race like Trump is gearing up to he's trying to win an election and he's trying to force the economy to jump back before I think we're ready and um I think he wants it to rebound so that he can say when he's campaigning yeah I I brought the economy back so I feel like I, I absolutely feel like the election is having an impact on how he's treating the the virus uh, mm-hmm. response, and that's the that's the part that's shitty to me. Now, luckily for me, I'm not affected by it because I, I can work from home. Regardless, I was working from home not full time, but I was working from home when I wanted to before this happened, and that's going to be even more so now that that coronavirus has happened. I'm going to be working from home. Um, I probably work from home at least for until the end of the year like I'm not going into the office at all mm-hmm. so I'm blessed and fortunate but everybody else is not and I feel bad because I got family members and friends that have to go into work based on his based on what he says from a federal level mm-hmm. and then the governor say from a state level <clears throat> and the mayor say from a city level because I live in Texas we're red as hell our governor mm-hmm. started opening up May 1st and then the lieutenant governor of Texas is the one that said that old people are comfortable dying for the economy so mm-hmm. everything is about a dollar as I said earlier and that's the that's the shitty part so I hope that we get somebody competent <clears throat> in the office like Joe Biden has these uh, sex sexual allegations against him and you know I, I don't know if it's true or false but at the end of the day do I think it's going to affect the election? I don't know. Because after Trump won with the Stormy Daniel and all the other women, like it's like they don't give a fuck what white men do <laughs> at all. Like It's a shame. So I have no idea. Yeah, we'll see, man. It's going to be interesting. 
You closer? Do you live in on the DC area? What's up? What you think? What that mean? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if y'all be hearing more than we hear out here in Texas, man. Nope, I be right in the crib. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go outside or none of that shit. So, man. Meanwhile, UPS is drawn right now. They said my package will be here by the 9 p.m. It's 9.39. My shit's still in here. <laughs> you about to ride a surfing on the tickets. <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> scroll to the bottom of the page where it says contact. Where my shit at, man? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, what's good, y'all? Thanks again for tuning into this episode of the Drawlin' Podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter and IG at Drawlin' Podcast. You can also email us any questions you have at drawlinpodcast at gmail.com. And please make sure that every Wednesday, wherever you listen to your podcast at, that you are looking for a Drawlin' Drop.